Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail hey everybody welcome it's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on look every one of us is on a journey and some days you may not think you're on that journey or you may not really see it as a journey but it really is And, you know, what do we mean by a journey? What do we mean by the adventures of life? What do we mean when we take a reflective moment, whether you're looking at what's ahead of you, whether you're looking at, it doesn't matter. You could be thinking, how am I going to go from here to there to there to here? Whatever that is, you're going to take one foot and you're going to put it in front of the other. But what is it about us and how we look at the world that literally can shift our end game. What can really shift our end game? And, you know, I like to refer to superheroes. I like to refer to our pop culture. I like to refer to how we're constantly thriving to change a result. Even, even if you're part of the Marvel universe, you want to shift and turn back time. But today, what is it about our spiritual journey? What are we doing when we say the word spirituality, what does it mean? Are we reflecting the absolute vastness of that? Are we looking at it as something that was once upon a time put us in a very humbling state and only those people that could sit on the top of a mountain for a very long time and sacrifice everything were called spiritualist. But we've got a different perspective. Joining me here today is someone that talks about this, lives this, breeds this, teaches others about it, does so in her own show, but is asking the question for all of us, are you, are we ready to embrace and strengthen our connection to divine guidance? Are we ready to do that? Are we prepared to let go of the camouflaging energies that seek to distract us from engaging with the awareness and then therefore the action that divine spirit provides us. Today's show is this, spiritual glam. Damn. (laughs) Thanks to my featured friend, guest, host, the most amazing person on the planet, Patricia McNair. All right, spiritual glam. Damn. Wow, what a follow-up. Um, ditto, ditto, Dr. Pat. Well, um, yeah, I, I was thinking of that title because there's a lot of spiritual glamorization going on. And uh, as an old dinosaur like you and I, we've been through the ropes on many different levels of Reiki and when it first came out and what everybody's made it out to be now. And the auras and how to be spiritual and 
you had to be so holy and not fart or make a mistake or <laughs> keep your hands crossed or spiritual was a religion, uh, you know, designated only to a certain category of people. And, you know, in the last 30 years, um, you and I have lived through a lot of spiritual glam. Yeah, boy. And, you know, with that glamorization comes the inaction and the immobility to take that action because you're caught up in the glam. You're caught up in following somebody else's glamorization of what spirituality is. And I really feel that it's disinvalued and, and it's allowed people uh, to get caught up in outside instead of inside. Um, and it's uh, time for action. Uh, you and I both know this is the time for divine action and motion. So um, with that, I thought you and I would have fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, talking yeah. about talking about uh, um, spirituality. Well, and, you know, let's talk about this. You know, um, one of the things that hit me a number of years ago, kind of in the same vein that we're talking about now, and you, I never saw myself in this realm. I never saw myself the way other people see me. And, uh, and yet at the same time, I can remember at a really young age, I was always connected to the divine at some level, you know, before I even understood that it was, quote, a religion that that's what this was about for my family. But there was a connection. And I think as kids, a lot of us do have that connection. Um, but when we enact this and have to live our lives, you know, when the rubber meets the road, <laughs> yeah. and we have to decide, um, what do we need to do to really move beyond foxhole prayers, mm -hmm. and really look at the depth and the breadth of the gift that was given to us. Mm -hmm. See, because I do see it as a gift, mm -hmm. right? Multitude of gifts. Yeah. You know, being <laughs> alive is a gift. Uh, being able to look at that sink full of dirty dishes is kind of spiritual for me. Um, you know, because then you get in there and you start singing and you, whatever you do in your life, you bring, if you can bring joy into it, if you can bring, uh, the ability to change the mind and get your heart and, you know, put the elbow grease into it. To me, that's being spirit. How can anyone not be spiritual? Everyone has a spirit. That well, was my question when I was about 11. What are you talking about? Everyone has a spirit. They're all spiritual in their own way. You know, it's really interesting to really be talking about this in in the ways that we're talking about this today, you know, and one of the things that I'm really clear about is that um, once upon a time, there was a version of spirituality that was practiced freely as walking the planet. And I want to I want to just talk about it from the very essence of what my sense is. Even before we could speak as humans, we were in awe of that which we could not define or we could not. We were in awe. We looked up to the skies and we were in awe. We saw a shooting something or other. And by the way, we didn't know it was a star or a planet. And we were in awe. You know, we watched the trees grow and the flowers bloom. 
and food be generated from the earth. And we were in awe and in ceremony and in gratitude. Mm -hmm. It was what we take for granted today, a miraculous event of something beautiful happening, whether it be in nature or in another being. And we are in awe. And, you know, one of the things I love about talking about this is when awe went to a whole different level, when it became, well, wait a minute, your awe is not as good as my awe. <laughs> Therefore, your awe doesn't exist. You're spiritual. What is that? That's not like me. My God is the God. Yeah. And I think we're seeing a reversal of that at some level. Well, when, when the all became technology <laughs> and not natural, um, you know, when an all is no longer a butterfly that comes so close and almost lands on your hand and you feel so honored that this tiny little beautiful being would select landing on you. Um, those are the simplicities of really connecting to know that we as the human race we don't create anything physically we manipulate what's already been created but we don't make the sunrise we don't make the moon come out you know so and and because of a lot of changes in the patterns of of lifestyle um and a lot of division and separation in between what's right what's wrong who's higher who's lower what dimension are we on what plant you know, all of that hoopla that's come into it i mean if we're connected directly to the creator to our higher where we came from um are we not able to go in and through all dimensions like what's the problem where's where's the competition here and 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 let's get back to wow Holy cow, Pat, I never experienced that before. Tell me again what happened. And then let the spirit find us in the joy of listening and communicating with each other again. And isn't that really what you and I are talking about today it is more than just a conversation. It's really an invitation to experience that which sometimes we can't describe we can't you know express in ourselves we don't have a sense of how to reflect upon it and yet at the same time we can feel something operating do you know what i mean mm -hmm. we literally can feel something operating within us but yet what stops us from saying divine guidance I don't know. I say it all the time. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, we're talking about spiritual glam. And let's talk about what that word means, what we mean by when we say spiritual glam. And, in, you know, there's an evolutionary part to that, which we sometimes talk about, we sometimes don't talk about. But in the end, once we start to look deep within, hopefully we'll get a sense of what's possible. When you think about spiritual glam, what comes to mind, Trish? What comes to mind? For me, it's, um, it's covering the true 
beauty of not knowing. It's making things appear glamorous just because you might have to put some grit into yourself, right? I mean, you can go out there and you can uh, save the world and you can go out there and you can help everybody, all your neighbors, but you can sit there in your own shift and not do anything but go on and talk to somebody that you feel is labeled spiritual very highly gifted very whatever um and feel like you're always beneath that person because you're not either you're afraid to take that you don't have the confidence to take your own action so what i do when i work with people is find out what action they want to take um, I don't tell them what to do. I've never told anyone what to do. Well, my husband a couple of times, but never got away with it. <laughs> um, I don't even tell my six-year-old what to do. I, I invite him. I ask him, and what are our choices here? And can we, you know, find that middle ground? I don't believe that anybody should say, oh, you need to heal from this, and you need to do this, and do seven Hail Marys, and come back and lay a wand and lay out, and put your stones over in the north side if you want money coming in. I really... It's always gone against my grain, Dr. Pat. And so I've been very quiet and I work with who I'm guided to work. And you know yourself. I mean, it hasn't been all love and light living in a tent in the middle of the desert, working with the deity of the land of Uluru. You get gritty, you get dirty, you get down on your belly and you crawl in the mud. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. Not at the time. It can be quite hard. But then, you know, you did all you could do. You understood it the best you could. And you put your full intent, your full heart and soul into what you were asked by spirit to do. That's all you can do ever. I want to take a short break. When we come back, I want to just throw a question out there. What if, what if this word spirituality was the most incredible shield, the most incredible weapon yeah. against fear that ever came to bear. What if it was? What if it was? Would you run out and say, get me five of them? <sighs> Would you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I make sure I never run out? Would you think of it like gas in your gas tank and make sure you got filled up on a regular basis? Would you, would you, would you? When we come back, Patricia McNair and myself, we are going to take that on. And we're going to share some stories and experiences that for us, perhaps we're quite fearful. Mm -hmm. But what, 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 if you got the shield of spirituality, mm, are you? That Wonder Woman, are you that Captain Captain America? Are you your own champion? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You know, marriage is not always easy, but skills that improve communication go a long way. Tune in to The Relationship Rehab Show, Recovering Happiness in Your Love with Nancy Landrum and Dr. Pat each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Nancy is an author and teacher empowering couples to create and sustain loving marriages. 
Learn to listen, speak, and handle conflict with respect so your love can flourish. To learn more about Nancy and her work, visit nancylandrum.com. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia. And I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Obear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Obear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Spiritual Glenn, before we jump into, yeah, whether or not you can literally take that shield, put it on, and use spirituality, and I mean use it, in a way that moves you forward in a place of freedom and fearlessly. But before we do that, and before we talk story, we got some really cool stories to share. Um, Patricia, how do people find out about you? Let's get them over to you. Tell them about your show. Um, My show is Divine Guidance with Patricia. um, And it is focusing on solutions for the whole being. And I'm glad we're doing this show together, Dr. Pat, because it's part of how it's one of the facets of becoming whole. Um, and my website is divine guidance dot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I never talk about myself much. Um, divine guidance dot earth. Yeah. Um, so check it out. I have some new services and things there. Um, and, uh, excited to meet anybody that spirit brings forward. Um, and I also work with personal development through my life skills coach facilitation. I'm a public speaker of soul and spirit and personal development. I also have corporate background. So I know that there's a lot of businesses out there starting up in the spiritual realm. So if you need any of that information or mentoring, just uh, connect with me through my website and uh, we can take a look at everything and anything. And if I can't, If I don't have the skills, I'll send you to somebody who does. So I think, you know, look, this is the time where we talk about spiritual glam. My uncle and, you know, he passed away a number of years ago. But one of the more pivotal lessons I learned from him, um, it was the moment that he made the announcement to the family, to everybody that would listen to him. And he said... (laughs) Your Aunt Lee and I 
we are, we're, we're not going to be Catholic anymore. We are not going, we're not moving, we're moving away from that. And you had to know my uncle and my aunt. You had to know that you walked into their house. And believe me, they never took down a, a crucifixion that was on their wall after that announcement. They didn't, they didn't change any of that. But they were, and my uncle especially, I think he was like 90 at the time. No, he was a little younger, maybe in his mid-80s when he did this. And I asked him, what, what, what did it for you? What was it? I mean, after all of those years, what was it? And he gave me three answers. Half was in Italian. I'm not sure I really understood the whole sentence. But he talked about how the level of hypocrisy hit him now. And mm -hmm. it had more to do with not taking act in, action for justice for him. So this is a guy, Italy, Nazis, mm -hmm. took over the village, you know, took grandpa's, you know, hotel in Vaglia Soto. I mean, this is a man that went through all of that. But there was something that pushed him past the point. And I remember this answer, Trish. He said, I can believe in God without anyone telling me how to believe in God. And of course, he shared with me exactly why he left. Yeah, there were three, three reasons. I got two of them. One, he did not understand the rationale for not holding priests accountable for what they did. And number two, he didn't understand why the church didn't include and honor people of every sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. And that was enough for him. And I don't know why, but he represented to me a keyhole to freedom. And when we talk about spiritual glam, are we talking about the cake? Are we talking about the icing? Are we talking about the sprinkles? And one of the things I want to talk with you about is the powerful essence of removing the glam, busting the dam, <laughs> and opening up the gateway to freedom. Because that really is what we're talking about when we can remove the shackles of fear, right? Yeah, well, it's um, fear, Dr. Papa. For me, it's also the separation. How many people walking on the planet have a belly button? Now, what is the purpose of a belly button? What do we have a belly button for? Is it there just because as a baby, we were connected to our mom through an umbilical cord and then it's done. But yet we carry a belly button around for the rest of our life. What is that purpose? And why do we not pay attention to why we have a belly button? If you are into holistic medicines at all, if you place the medicine in and through your belly button, it gets through all your nervous system, through all your blood cells, the faster to circulate through your whole body. The belly button is quite important um, in how you breathe and how you walk um, off-centered. Um, and, and of course, the belly button for me, when you hold on to your belly button, that is the seed of the soul. So when you're doing your meditations, you notice a lot of people, they put their hands right there. Uh, when you want to nurture yourself or hold yourself, you're always holding on to your belly. But yet people walk around with a belly button with no conscious, no, you know, who thinks of their belly button every day, right? And yet we're all walking around with spirit. 
The first breath we take is spirit coming in. The last breath we take is spirit leaving. And the spirit is a connection to the soul that merges and is a conductor of all our cellular memory that we obtain as we walk in form. So we walk around with the spirit every day. And many don't even recognize. So that separation of the knowing that spirit is actually a part of our whole being. Um, I think that's been the devastation. And what's what's gotten in the way of that is that spirituality has to be glamorized. It can't just be truth. It can't just be matter of fact. You came in with a spirit, ma'am. Let's work with it. You know, yeah. it can't be simple. It can't be humble anymore. And, you know, the divine grace comes in and through the most humble situations we encounter our spirit, the human spirit in most devastation situations mm -hmm. when we can reach out with when we have nothing and we can reach out and offer something in humbleness. Yeah. So that's my ideal of being spiritual. You know, one of the things, look, I grew up as a kid when I was very young, I stepped into a hornet's nest, <laughs> right? Those yellow jackets right? You, you, you know what I mean. I and as I'm a kid, I'm stepping in. I was really young. I had to be four-ish, five-ish maybe. And we were at some bungalow in New York. And I remember stepping into this thing, right, to go after a ball or something and literally ran home or ran back to the cabin, you know, with these, I don't know, like, I don't even know how many were attached to my knee, right? Uh, run home mom took care of it like moms did but i lived most of my life deathly afraid of bees mm -hmm. i don't care what they were mm -hmm. until i went on as we talked about a spiritual journey in the desert mm -hmm. right <laughs> the oddest situation never really meant to go somehow ended up going not for the purpose i was supposed to be there for but i was there and the experience was unlike anything I had ever experienced. I had never had an opportunity to be quiet enough to actually <laughs> see how many damn things I was afraid of and bees. Now, if you're in the desert and you are given chores, and one of the chores is to literally wash with a limited amount of water everybody else's little bowl and plate mm -hmm. and you're in the desert and there's no water in the desert except in your bowl every bee in a one mile radius will come to that water mm -hmm. and i'll never forget this since sidonia said to me i can't remember her exact words but if you saw this bowl that i was supposed to take the sponge full of the bees, and I call them fuzzy bees in the desert. They're little fuzzy bees. Take the sponge and still wash the dishes and not disrupt the bees. Crying, I, I, I just felt it was a rite of passage. I don't know if I prayed, but I had to get to such a place of belief to do that. And I can't really explain it as I put my hand in the water, as I picked up this sponge that had these bees on it and continued 
while they were sucking up whatever they were sucking up in the water, continued to wash these plates. Never got, never got stung. They landed on my arm. And I want to ask you this, because spiritual glam to me, and you have to have a sense of belief, unwavering belief in something other than yourself, but that is within you. Mm-hmm. You have to have an unwavering belief. And I wonder how many people right now might stand to benefit from a bowl full of bees in the desert and, and taking that one act of courage. Yeah. Looking in the mirror and saying, I'm, I'm okay. (laughs) And saying, Hey, I've got a belly button and a spirit. Uh, Trish told me that. (laughs) (laughs) And just accepting the fact that you are beautiful and that you are worthy and that you are divine and that your being will show you yes you will read stories yes you will have adventures yes you will have people standing on a stage and encouraging you and telling you their journey and it doesn't have to your b story is amazing it wasn't that i wore a crown and i i waved my magic wand and everybody listened and i taught seven people in the desert bee medicine you know it, it was authentic it was real it was it didn't have to be glamorized for you to get the message across the message was respect yourself not to be afraid and the bee showed you respect back and take that step take that step yeah Um, and this is what we're talking about today as we invite everybody to come on this journey with us you know to come on the journey i mean are there things that we are holding back from trish are there things we're holding back from because see i think that this is really an energy right now Mm -hmm. you know are there things we are holding back from that if there was a way to move forward maybe not a million percent but how about a step if we could learn a way to take that step right on solid ground that first step on solid ground is just the way my uncle described it you know a sense of freedom to choose let's take a short break when we come back spiritual glam damn stay tuned (laughs) we'll be right back Are you trying to lose weight, but feel guilty for eating your favorite foods? Feeling deprived and resentful makes for results that aren't sustainable. Join Adrian Craig every second and fourth Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com for her show, Master Your Mindset for a Weight Loss Breakthrough. Learn to love the journey and watch yourself succeed. For more information about Adrian or to work with her personally, visit LifeCanyon.com. Hi, I'm Laura Goldstein, and here's a Coffee with the Universe tip. It's no secret that anxiety and overwhelm are on the rise. While the tendency is to suppress these feelings, anxiety is really a messenger that's telling you something is off, very off. 
You might be shooting yourself and living a life based on someone else's expectations. Maybe you have trouble saying no, or maybe you're following the fearful voice in your head that demands you do more, be more in order to feel worthy. So see where you can make a few adjustments in what you're doing to get rid of the overwhelm and create more peace inside instead. To get more tips like this, tune into my transformation talk radio show called Coffee with the Universe. It's a live call-in show. I'd love to chat with you. You've been listening, but are you watching? Tune in to your favorite shows on the Transformation Talk Radio Facebook page. We stream live video podcasts every day. TransformationTalkRadio.com Let the journey begin. Welcome back, everyone. I am so thrilled and honored to have Patricia McNair joining me here today. Of course, host of Divine Guidance, but more importantly, you know, she is in the world today to be of service and, you know, to be of service in a, in a way that really ignites the fire of freedom. And that is a freedom that starts within. Trish, again, how do we find out more about you? And, you know, look, Help us understand the pathway to true spiritual freedom. Uh, The pathway to true spiritual freedom is the thoughts that you've had about being more, the, the concerns you've had when you see other people being harmed or hurt. Um, Mostly it comes from your heart. There is a map inside of your own being, just as individual as your fingerprint that's called that calls to you through every experience that you have in life. Reach out, have a coffee with somebody, take the comfort blanket off and stand up and say, well, I'll put one toe in the water today and I'll go have a coffee because, you know, they've got drums over there and I know they're spiritual and I'll just get a little direction. here. If that's what you're comfortable with, fine. Um, if you're comfortable with sitting underneath a tree and listening to the ocean waves and saying, okay, I'm here. I really want to know. I want to know my spirit. Um, you know what? Lickety split. You'll have 7,000, you know, they'll, they'll be there. Don't ever <laughs> worry. Uh, they'll be there. They're there tapping their feet while you make jam lifetime after lifetime uh, waiting for you to ask these questions. So uh, be brave enough to ask and do it for you. Don't do it for your husband, your kids, your mother, your father, uh, somebody else you're following, someone, a celebrity. Please do it for you because that's the only space and place that you can really, truly um, find your spirit. Mm. Um, today's topic, uh, spiritual glam, um, Patricia, I want to really talk about why taking this topic on is so important in the world we live in today um, and why it seems to come to the top in a lot of conversations. And maybe people don't quite understand what we're talking about, spiritual glam, but you know, once they hear the reasons that we're talking about it, I think they will get a sense of it, the importance of it. 
Yeah, um, sadly enough, um, the reason I, I wanted to discuss the topic, especially with you, is because we've all been around people who are deemed, and, and they're beautiful people out there, and they're, they're doing really great work, and nobody knows their name. Does that make them not spiritual? Does that not make them, you know, with abilities or gifts? And then there are people... Um, like, hey, myself, Spirit has asked me to come out um, and, and do my own show. Um, and my only request with Spirit is that I can keep it real, that I can be who I am. Um, yeah, I put a little lipstick on today, but I'm not going to go get the rhinestones and the jewelry and the I'm not going to, you know, be on a spindle pedestal. I want to be Trish sharing my spirituality without intimidating or somebody feeling like they are not enough to speak with me. I need to be approachable. I need to be real. I need to be able to dance with their fear. I need to be able to allow them to cry. I need to be able to allow them to express themselves, to be who they are. And if I'm so worried about looking like I'm so <laughs> into uh, spirituality that I'm not into working with another spirit, then I'm going to get caught up in myself and be self-serving and not be serving to others. You can look beautiful. Glamour is great. But when you cover it with more foundation and eyelash makeup that you need, then you're covering something really precious, which is who you are. So be who you are so others can come forward and step through their fear to be who they are. Um, that's my take on it. Well, you know, I want to really dive deeper into that because we're living in an age right now where we are so masking up. And I don't mean that about COVID. I mean that even underneath the COVID mask, we are building up layers and layers of masks. We have a mask for what people think of us on social media. We have a mask for what we think if we stand up for what we believe in. We have a mask for speaking out. You know, we have a mask on for, you know, making sure nobody knows really how sad and depressed I am inside and what that can look like. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a mask for making sure that, you know, folks don't understand that my marriage is falling apart and that I'm holding it together on a thread. And so we have trained ourselves now in the art of masking up. COVID-19 is a metaphor for it. And of course, there's a reality to that. But once that mask comes off, at some point in time, the question remains, how many others have we put on to deflect us really being who we are and not judging ourselves for that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot that led up to the physical masking. Um, <laughs> Um, and what I really, um, the topic, what I really want to do with this topic, the goal was to empower people to know that their knowing, their idea, their expression of spirituality um, is fine. It's absolutely fine. Um, nobody comes in with a full instruction book on how to walk a spiritual journey. We walk a spiritual journey without knowing it until we know it. And then we know more. And then we know enough to know we know nothing. 
And to me, that's the cycle. We're already walking our spiritual journey without knowing it. We're already preparing ourselves for what it is that is our purpose. What is our passion? What are we going to be doing with the rest of our lives? Um, it already, it, it unfolds on its own. If we have enough, if we have enough strength and courage and um, awareness to keep it going. That's the part that I think in the last 20 years, there was a lot of spiritual movement and then now it's falling flat and you see the ones that are getting, you know, films and books and, and they're really, really pushing um, spirituality in a certain direction. And I think that Dr. Pat's and Patricia's and Olivia's and little Quentin's spirituality, if we all sat down and had supper together and communicated honesty without judgment and went, hmm, wow, that ah would come back perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And I think really that's why you and I do what we do, because we know what the journey is like to be on the rough roads. Mm -hmm. you know, we know what it's like. Maybe um, the metaphor of experience, absolute drought in the desert mm -hmm. and, you know, struggling like that little bee to get a slurp of water. And that is what goes on sometimes inside of us. Mm -hmm. um, and yet at the same time, we need, I believe, that I needed some help in finding that way and that pathway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't get there. I didn't get there by waking up one day and finding myself in the desert. I had some beautiful people along the way help me. I have had more angels in my life. I have to tell you, I started to look at this because I have a publicist who wants me to write a book. And she says, don't write the book. Just give me the one page. And I went back and I looked at this and I had more angels in my life show up at early years, at later years, at my corporate years, all through my life, I have had more angels, it, two, two legged angels, mm -hmm. but I've also had the other energy show up. And once you recognize that, the sense of being alone could literally dissipate. And I think that right there that energy of feeling connected and really taking away the masks or the facade or whatever it is, that, that true connection where anything is possible, I think we're so hungry for it. I would agree. And, you know, people find direct connection in so many different ways. Oh, Am yeah. I good enough? Um, can I do this? Uh, um, I know a little bit more. Should I still be a part of that? Let divine guidance you know uh, let divine pray or, or or speak out to yourself you know so many people are praying to creator and i love the creator and i love the archangels and i love mother earth and i love all the beings that i'm so blessed and i and i truly love the physical beings who have guided me as well um they have really you know taken time to reach out to me and to say hey little one this is you know um, and, and I enjoy that, but what I really truly enjoy, what brings me passion is when I can see someone else's eyes light up because they feel worthy enough to go ahead because mm. they feel I am divine. I am special in my way and I do have this knowledge and I don't understand it, but I'm going to go for it, Trish. That is where I 
I, sh I shine, I light up. So. Can you remember, can you remember a time, you're, can you remember sort of the first time, let me call it the first time, because mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking about right now. Can you remember the first time that you've been touched? And what I mean by that, that you've been touched by something that was there for you, right? Uh, where, where you had a realization of, wow, my life is going to be about this. It was when um, I was uh, just coming out of a sweat lodge with my Cree uncle who was doing it. And I had shared a really sacred dream that I'd had about a white buffalo and I had no knowledge of white buffalo. However, he kind of looked at me sideways as if, is she coming in here just telling me a white buffalo story trying to get, and then he looked at me the other way and I said, what is it? And he goes, nothing, never mind. And I carried that for quite a few um, weeks after that till we finally sat down and finished it. But what happened with me is that I was like, I was so passionate because I recognized that I was okay. I was okay. And I shared spirit and I communicated with everybody. If I had a message, I would just tap them. If I was seven, I would say something. Um, if, uh, you know, the, the, the minister wanted me to call him father something, I would say no, because I've had 30 foster fathers and you're not my father. So Mr. So-and-so, what's your name? And that just wasn't, but the passion to hold on to my truth, even though it may not be right, mm -hmm. and hold on to the fact that I can be corrected, which puts me in a better direction. So I would brag to my uncle, they accepted my spirituality, they kind of knew that I was spiritual and I felt so great, so connected. And I said, but I want to stay in the background. And of course, my Cree uncle looked at me and said, okay, so you're going to follow spirit. You're going to do your work. You're going to do everything your way. Mm. And that hit home. What exactly was I being asked to do? And how could I actually do that? And who would actually listen to that? And I was guided from a small age to speak up, be myself, hold my truth, and be open to correction. Um, and that was no guidance uh, from human. It was guidance from spirit. So this uncle in human form giving me the same message, that's when it collided. That's when it was like I knew um, yeah. that there was more helping me and guiding me than just the form. Yeah. And, you know, part of what you mentioned earlier, and I want to get to it now, too, is I don't know how many folks um, you've heard talk to you about I studied with X and I realized I was doing Y wrong. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, wait a minute. Most of my life, I didn't study with anybody. Mm -hmm. And therefore there was nobody to tell me that, uh, okay, so I didn't come in the circle from the East. All right. I mean, who did I offend? Mm -hmm. And so we, we, we're at a place now where we don't need more judgment on our spirituality where we don't need more judgment on, are you doing it right or are you doing it wrong? You know, where we don't really need more judgment on, this is the way you meditate. And if you don't meditate this way, it's not gonna be okay, right? Um, 
and I got to tell you, I, the first time I was handed a drum, <laughs> it's funny. Um, <laughs> the first time I was handed a drum was in our coming of age program. And I studied with people from the Lakota tradition. Mm -hmm. And first time I was handed a drum, I'm like, Monica, what, what, what? She what? says, you just beat the drum. And I said, like, how? And she said, take the stick, <laughs> hit the drum. <laughs> take the stick, hit the drum. Um, and, and the minute that I did it the first time, the rest literally wasn't by me. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. There was no rule book. There was no notes to follow. There was, I mean, hit the drum. You are the keeper of the drum. Hit the drum. Mm -hmm. uh, and to, to, to be honest with you, that became my role. You know, when we did Sweat Lodge, I stood by the door. I was the one seated by the door in the lodge. You know, there was just, I wanted to be in charge of the fire, but that wasn't my role. It was a different role. And it was about the drum. But how often our minds tell us, Trish, but what if I don't beat the drum right? You know, I find a lot of people who have followed spirit without having a lot of teachers in form um, have been the hardest on themselves. You know, you said nobody to tell you no, that wasn't right. But I'm sure Dr. Pat was there telling Dr. Pat oh, yeah. that wasn't right. Oh, yeah. Um, so when you actually find that um, camaraderie, you find that connection with other beings, even if they don't agree or they don't have a clue what you do, uh, but they agree with your spirit. They agree with your soul. They agree with your intent. Um, and you know what, mainly that's all that's needed with a little direction. Um, your yeah. intent, your yeah. intent speaks volumes. You can go stand on any stage. You can learn and study and be a Tibetan monk, but if you don't have good intent, it will show it's there. So I watched a group of young people more than one time in, in this coming of age program. I watched a group of young people, ages nine till about 13. Usually for nine months, they stayed together. And I watched for the first time I had ever seen this was when, when Monica assigned them to build their own sweat lodge. And she gave them a diagram and there was a little bit of instruction. And I watched these children take the cedar, take, I just watched them build this sweat lodge from nothing. Mm -hmm. And it took them a while and it was magnificent. Mm -hmm. It was of course, larger than <laughs> <laughs> it was of course, because you, you know, they didn't have any boundaries. I mean, they were looking at, wow, there's 15 of us. Mm -hmm. We got to make sure we can all fit in it. And I watched them do it. And I watched them put these beautiful sacred you know, coverings on it. Mm -hmm. And nobody said to them, you're doing it wrong, or you're not doing this. But to see the expression on their face, the confidence, the connection they had to this, every piece of wood, every even building the pit inside for where the hot rock would be, mm -hmm. every part of this, 
And to watch them create something so perfectly symmetrical without tools, just pure heart, mm-hmm. is very hard to explain that level of spirituality and connection. But you can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it when you share it. And that's the difference. I guess glamorization is um, it's great. And, you know, everything has to glitter. I love glitter. Um, <laughs> and everything has to shine. And, and it's all about light. Um, but it's not just light and love. It's about the hard choices. It's about getting out of your comfort zone. It's about being good enough to mm-hmm. know that you're being triggered. And how do I take responsibility for that? Um, how do I reach out and be of service to other people and get out of self-will? Um, how do I stop my tantrums because I don't do it the way I have seen it done by others. So, um, why aren't I meditating? Because I, I'm, I'm too conscious to meditate, but that shouldn't be right because everybody should be able to meditate. When you get out of the what ifs and the who fors and you should, and you shouldn't, and you just say, you know what the hell with this, what do I need and want universe? Help me out here. Um, Boy, isn't that the key? Hmm. Wow. But so so she- I, I love standing beside people. I, I don't want to dictate your life. Don't come to me and get dependent on any messages because I won't have it. I don't want a following that way. I want people to walk beside and I want to walk beside them. And you're one of the people that I truly, truly enjoy walking beside, Dr. Pat. You have come to mean a great deal in my life. And I thank you for being here. And thank you as well, because I have learned over time that is it is the walking beside that is so powerfully, powerfully strong that all of us, even to take two or three steps together, it's a major shift. Thank you for today. Please, again, tell folks how they can find out about you, how they can work with you, all of the above. And what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Okay. Um, first of all, it's um, divineguidance.earth is my website. You can email me at connect at divineguidance.earth. You can watch me the first Wednesday and third Wednesday of every month here on uh, Transformational Talk Radio, where I host a show called Divine Guidance with Patricia. Pretty simple. Um, and uh, I'd be happy to talk to you. If you want to just email me, it's not uh, just about providing services. It's about being of service. So if you email me, um, I'd be glad to hear from you. Um, So my message for today is um, don't be afraid that you're not pretty enough or good enough or special enough to be exactly who the creator has asked you to be informed. And everyone's spiritual and everyone has choices. And I have faith and trust that you will make the proper choice for you. And if you need anything, give a shout out because there's good people who will walk beside you and be there for you. And thank you, Dr. Pat, for having me on your show. It's always Mm. great. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, Listen, everybody, we've got another hour coming up. Remember, Everything you need is right there inside you, in front of you. And sometimes it is somebody to walk beside you. We'll see you next time.